When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. The Commonwealth Games in Birmingham are just 16 days away. The goal for many of our athletes will be to build off their results from Tokyo, and no one looks more likely to do that than Hayden Wild. He pulled off another win in the Triathlon World Series on Sunday, chasing down the field in Hamburg after falling behind on the swim. We had him on our show many times before, and we're delighted to chat with him this morning. He's been biking up and down Mount Everest all day, He's on the show. Morning, Hayden. Morning, mate. How are we? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm good. I just uh, seen a video you sent through to Louie, mate. What have you been up to? You've been up and down the mountains, oh, just, just uh, what? Bit of recovery. Yeah, it was. Uh, there's, there's not many flats, uh, flat areas around, uh, around here in Girona, so uh, it's kind of just uh, out of Barcelona. If, uh, if anyone wants the Thrones, it's. Um, <laughs> where the big castle is that's where we're based here at the moment so um yeah just got got back from actually yeah, hamburg and uh got off the flight and had to go and spin the legs off coach's duties beautiful mate mate speaking of hamburg congratulations obviously uh, a gutsy gutsy performance um over there in hamburg getting the job mate you must be pretty proud and pretty happy but but on that race mate obviously you come out of the swim and you're middle of the pack. What happened in the water? Oh, mate, that's pretty, it's pretty standard <laughs> for me, to be fair. Um, it's a good day from about 15 seconds back. Um, it was a pretty standard day being 25 seconds back. Um, but I, I just try and get through transition uh, like a bat out of hell. And I gained like three or four seconds. And, um, mm. yeah, in a, in a lap and a half, we were, we were back with the group and uh, just had to kind of jostle for, for position and um, get in line and just, uh, get, yeah, get ready for the run where the, where the legs, um, you do the business. Beautiful. Hayden, that was um, some some run, mate. Some coming through the pack on keeping up with them on the bike, and then and then getting them in the end, burning them off. Was it like a three minute three minute um, win for you? They, we, now that you've got three months off, how do you keep that competitive that competitive um, part of it going before the Com Games? You know, where you know you're match fit and you're right at the moment at the top of your game. How do you how do you simulate that? Um, that competitive part that you're going to be missing for the next three months? 
Yeah, it's um, it's actually quite um, it's quite surprising actually. We've um, just even though the World Series is kind of taking its halfway mid break, um, we've actually got a lot of kind of uh, racing going on kind of through that period, um, kind of off the World Series. Uh, so we've obviously got Com Games in a couple of weeks. Um, which we'll be prepping up for. Um, and then kind of or the two weeks after that, I'll be racing four weeks in, um, in a row. Oh, sorry, yeah, four weeks in a row, um, which is called the Super League Triathlon. Um, for us, it's kind of like a, I guess, like Champions League in a way uh, for football or kind of like a minor team cup. Mate. So it's kind of its own like personal kind of private league and you race for like a team. Um, and then so you race, yeah. So um, we go and race in France, then Germany, off to the US and we finish in the Middle East and um, yeah by the time um, that's all finished up it's world champs time in November so it's going to come around pretty quick and I've got a good opportunity to to keep racing. Are you you pretty blown away with with where you're at or you've always trusted um, your abilities just watching your transition over the last couple of years um obviously getting the bronze at tokyo and then getting a couple of seconds and and first in this um triathlon world series mate and then you're getting the recognition for red bull so things are starting to reject in the right direction did you always believe this would be a part of the part of the plan for yourself um i guess as an athlete like you just you just never know what's going to happen but um you know i think like if I look back, you know, natural talent can kind of get you so far, but the hard the hard graft is is where it all comes, and you can kind of see that with a lot of athletes on the world circuit. The, the you know the the natural talent kind of gets you so far, mm. uh, but the guys that really kind of dig deep um, kind of last a little bit longer. And um, you know, I guess with my coach Craig Kirkwood, you know, we've been a, been a team for the last you know five six years, and you know he knows my body as well as I do. So um, he knows when I need to break and he knows when I need to push. And, um, you know, it just works really well. I've been asked if I'm, you know, ever going to change coaches, but, you know, why change something that's working? And, you know, it seems to be gelling really well. And um, there's nothing like, you know, going to a race and being one of the guys um, to beat. And you kind of get into a rhythm where it's it's quite, it's quite, it's kind of a weird feeling. It's quite hard to... Mm to um i guess lose you just in a way. love like, that dark so. place you love that dark place yeah, hey, well, it's like you know when you're in the all blacks is he you know you guys were like 30 30 wins deep and it's just you just like when when are we gonna lose you know yeah 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 mate honestly one of those things we we only see the big race we only see the big events but you touched on the hard yards behind the scenes can you tell us about what's involved what are some of the situations you put your body through yeah, so I guess like if I'm looking at like um, like hours, so I'm normally uh, training hours is normally around about 25 hours, 28 hours a week, which consists of like about 30k of swimming, um, around 400k of biking, and between 100 to 120k of running, um, and then you kind of include all the kind of getting there, warming up, and all that sort of stuff. So you know, it nearly becomes. Uh, and pretty wow. much a full-time job when you include the kind of yeah the warming ups and the getting to the to the training location <laughs> you know you're hitting like 60 hours with all the admin and all that so um you know it turns it turns out you you, you know you're working pretty hard uh, most of the time and 
you know, the the heart rate, 90, you know, for me, 30% of the time is working at around that 170, 180 um, beats per minute, where 90% of the other stuff is kind of just like, you know, just as we call junk mileage, just to keep fit and healthy and uh, making sure uh, you've got a big mileage. engine. <laughs> Junk mileage. Just like oh, I've got a bit of junk on my got a bit of junk on my body, mate. I wouldn't mind yeah, some lot, junk mileage. A lot of junk mileage in this. A lot of junk mileage in this breakfast show. Here's one for you, Hayden. Hard work only beats talent if talent doesn't work hard, mate. And that's what you. Exactly, that's what you're saying. Mate. You're working. You're working really, really hard. And just on this full time business, you know, the sixty hours a week. How are you paying for all this? I know you get to see the world, but who? How do you pay the bills, mate? Red Bull. Thing. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah, mate, no, I've got some pretty awesome got some pretty awesome sponsors um, that help me out a lot and um, you know, with the World Series, um we also comes with um some, some good paychecks as well, which is you know, what keeps you afloat, which is lovely. Um and then you know, we get a bit of funding from high performance New Zealand too. So um, you know, I'm just trying to I'm pretty you know, it's you, you look at it as an investment, you know, you try and, and, and invest mm. in, you know, the best things you can get your hands on. And, and from there, you hopefully you can get the best results you can get out of it. And um, So yeah, you're turning left is what you're saying. You're turning left. Hey, exactly, turns, mate. Hey, turns, turning turns. left. I'm left. I'm, <laughs> I'm left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we let you go, uh, mate, uh, what, are you, what are you doing in your downtime? What are you doing in your downtime? I, I see you do a bit of fly fishing. Oh yeah, mate. I love. Um, well, when I'm back home, um, my uh, grandparents live uh, just out of Tūrangi, uh, right on the river. Yep. So uh, every opportunity to get to go over there and uh, chuck a chuck a rod inside the uh, in the river, and uh, off we go. And um, if not there, it's usually in Fakatane, out on the out on the old stepdad's boat. And um, if it's not that kind of, I don't really know. Just um, it's no, I'm normally just kind of outside doing stuff, but DIY kind of always like doing jobs but normally 90% of the time I only like half do it and then I'll come back and you know, come back to it after like a couple months you like me mate you like me I'm half done yeah, half I've, pie I've hairy watching, my yeah, wife I've, calls me I've, I've, I've been watching your Instagram stories mate I've, I've, I've seen you do a couple of things at home and then finish them off in a couple of months <laughs> half pie hairy my wife calls me mate would get I along when you hate <laughs> Oh, absolutely, exactly. yeah. mate! Appreciate you, appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Congratulations on your success uh, lately in Hamburg and Germany. Go well in the next couple of months, and uh, mate, you, you, you individual athletes are leading the way. I know you would have heard of the other guy, Paul Cole. You guys are flying. So keep up the great work representing New Zealand uh, very proudly. Appreciate it. No, cheers, boys. Appreciate the call, and uh, yeah, hope hope to see you guys um, when I touch down in the uh, long white cloud. Come say hello, black mate. Clash, Come eh? to the studio. Black Clash. Oh, mate, I'm still <laughs> waiting for the Black Clash um, um, call up, mate. Tell you what, <laughs> we'll get you in there, bud. We'll get you in there. Stay tuned because Baz <laughs> McCullum's coming up after eight, and we'll have to throw that to him. Maybe you could go play for England. No, nah, we don't want that. Anyway, sorry, we're drifting Ooh. a bit. We'll let you go. <laughs> All right, see you, Let us. There he is. Hey, the wild. Absolute champ. Good bloke. Good bloke. Works hard, eh? Just junk. Oh, mate, just junk, is just it? Junk. <laughs> yeah, just junk miles. I just. 400, 400 Ks on the bike, you know, some of that were just called junk miles. I wanted to ask him how fast oh, he goes my. around the lake down in Taupo. You know what I mean? Because they do that. They do that. I think it was something over 100 Ks around the lake. I've done that a couple of times. Mm. But I wanted to ask him how fast he goes around there because those guys do it at like incredible speeds, mate. 
And if he's living oh. down in Tūrangi, he must go around there, go around there a few times. Um, fit as is, man, that's taking. Sounds fit, like, it sounds like he's a, a different level. Sounds like he's a terrible swimmer, Kempi. Sounds like he's a terrible swimmer, so maybe he needs to work on that and then he might win by about 500 minutes. Anyway, we're going to shoot off, we'll come back. Coming up, we're going to talk the Cadbury Netball Series and my sister, she's messaged in on the temper bedpost text machine, double eight double three. She is up and about. She loves your insights, Kez. She loves you bringing a different perspective to the show, a bit of netball. And right now, we're going to talk to the NZA coach. I'm going to get... Kempe to do our little intro. Yeah, that's good, Is Here we go. The Canterbury Netball Series gets underway tomorrow where we will see the Silver Ferns battle it out against the New Zealand men's team, New Zealand A, and a new invitational mixed team in preparation for the Com Games. But in classic 22 fashion, COVID has stepped in with Dame Nolene Toto officially out of the series. Midian... Delaney Hoshik will be heading up the strong New Zealand A side alongside Yvette McCausland Jury and Midian joins us on the line now. Morena. You there? Morena. <laughs> Morena, How's it going? How's it going? How's it how how is it being yes. the top dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess all of us are actually used to being the top dog, so actually it's it's fine, but um It's been a cool little yeah. experience, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, uh, what's the, the build-up been like? Sorry, we just you just dropped out for a wee bit. Yeah, it's Izzy here. Great to have you part of the show. What what has the build-up been like in, in the camp? I know a couple of the girls they got a bit of a point to prove. Has there been a bit of an itch, a bit of fire in their belly? Yeah, there has. We because last weekend we had another camp uh, with the fern, so we had a couple of games I, already, and they they were really this. tight actually. Yeah, yeah. So they were quite tight games, both of them, and a bit of feeling there. So um, one of them went to extra time, which was really good. Um, so, yeah, that, look, the Ferns have had quite a big build-up into it. I think they've had about six trainings, and we're sort of about three. But, um, yeah, I look, I think it's going to be a really good game. Did you get one up on them? Did you get one up on them in one of those games, am I hearing? <laughs> we might have. We might have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are we expecting? Hey, Mary, what are we expecting this series? Sorry, sorry, Kimpy. What are we? What are we expecting this? Um, this um, series. Well, they're all going to be. All of the teams are really good. So the men's teams, obviously, mm. a different sort of style. So they'll be really physical and big and really strong in the air. Then we've got the mixed team, which has got a couple of Aussie mid quarters in it. So that's going to be another, and Maddie Gordon as well. So that's going to be another kind of type of team. Mm. So. I think the whole every game is going to be really good. Um, you wouldn't be able to pick who will be the final at this stage. Hey, Marianne, is is it the because it looks like a really good series, you know, with the men um, and the mixed team in there as well as your side? Is is it still um, are there still spots open? Do you think for for people to make a claim to get into that to get into that uh, top team? Well, there are, there's about five reserves in our sort of selection. So they're sort of mm. in line if someone drops out or there's an injury or something like that. So um, that is, those ones are all striving for it. But also there's other series later in the year. So we've got Jamaica, we've got a quad series against Australia. So those ones aren't sorted. So I think everyone's on trial all the time. Mm. 
how do you think the the ferns will go? Obviously, after this, they um, they're going to head off, and, and you know, we've got the Cambridge series, and they're going to the Commonwealth Games. But how, how do you think they're tracking it towards the Commonwealth Games? From what you've seen, we haven't seen too much, and obviously, COVID affected. But you think that the selections they've made that they're, they're heading over with a lot of confidence? Well, uh, you know, you can see when we've played them, they've improved. They sort of improved one day to the next. So you can see some really good signs of what they can do. So for them, it'll just be, you know, getting that consistency across um, the full game and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think there's some really good signs, yeah. And what and what have you liked about the, the girls that you've got at the moment, uh, Marina? Are they all, you know, gelled really well, looking forward to the series, the Cadbury series? And, and tell us, who wins it? Yeah, um, the girls I'm working with, I think uh, it was quite funny. We had a session last night and um, we were sort of saying what makes you a group and what makes you tight. And their answer was the shared heartbreak of not making the ferns. So they had yeah. that kind of like yeah. shared sort of um, kind of grief together, <laughs> which um, gives them a little bit of an edge. Um, well, I, I think we're going to be really competitive um, and we've got, we've got, Quite sort of, we're quite a fast, flat team. We haven't got any of the big, tall timber like the other teams. Everyone else is mm. one, but we we move and we're fast. So I think that's got to be our point of difference in the series. Has this whole Capri series been um, dictated towards what maybe the Soul Ferns are going to be um, dealing with going to the Commonwealth Games? Does every team, like you've got New Zealand A, you've got the men's that will bring a real physical uh, quick style of play and then you've got a mixed style. Are they kind of catering to the different international teams that we're going to get at the Commonwealth Games? Absolutely. Like it's it's mm. um, it's actually quite a smart thing that they've done actually because even yeah. obviously with the men you've got the big tall ones like Jamaica um, they've got a couple of yep. Aussie mid-court over here so that one sort of caters to that a little bit more um, mm. I think we must be England. We've got to be England. We <laughs> 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 can't have that moving shooting circle like England. So I think um, what they've got is a real variety to play against and what better prep. Oh, it's going to be a huge series and we're looking forward to t- seeing what you're able to do tomorrow. What If the unthinkable happens, as a as a general public in New Zealand, hey, get get up. We know you got up in training by five goals and over time you didn't share that detail, but I know that. But, um, mate, if, if it happens, <laughs> should we as public be worried? No, I don't so because I think if, one loss isn't going to define what they do at the Commonwealth Games. I think sometimes you get more learning out of it. But um, mm. I think what we probably want to see from the fans is that you can see the signs in their tracking uh, to, to what they're going to be like at the, at the games. Um, and um, Knowles has a specific game style, so they'll be learning that. So, um, yeah, I think you want to see the signs of what, what's there and you want to see that they're tracking the right way. That I don't think... Um, maybe you know, the public will probably be <laughs> a bit worried, but I think... <laughs> have to trust Noles because she's a pretty good coach. She's pretty good. She knows yeah, what she's and, doing. And Noles, we trust. i quickly, before we let you go, it'd be remiss of us not to talk about your tactics side that has signed some big names. Aaliyah Dunn heading to the Tactics 2023, mate. You must be happy with how the off-season's going. Are you looking forward to next season? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think for us, it's nice to have a little bit of change because we've had sort of the same core and that core, we've done really well yep. with that core. 
um, mm. you know, three finals in about four years, so not too bad. But, um, yeah, it's just time for some change, and some of the girls are heading off to different things. And But we've got, yeah, really excited about the new ones. Um, Alia, yeah. we've got Laura Malcolm in the English Roses, so she'll be really exciting. She brings lots of experience in that real hard-nosed sort of English um, you know, they get really hyped up for the games and stuff like that, so it'll yeah. be quite full. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple of young ones as well in there. So Jane back as well, so we've got some real experience with some real youth, so it's quite an exciting prospect. Awesome. Marianne Delaney-Hoshek, she's coaching the New Zealand A. She's also the Mainland Tactics coach. We appreciate you coming on the show. All the best when you take on the Silver Ferns. Thanks so much for joining us. See ya. Thank you. There is Marianne. We're going to shoot off. We'll be back shortly. Now, someone that could probably shout a wee bit too. He's our, our old skipper here on um, on the show. Baz, the coach, we call him now. McCullum, he's back home. He's in New Zealand. He's back home with the family. He went over to England and, well, he read his own script. Bazza, good morning, my brother. Ah, good morning, is very good morning. And how you? If we're talking about being able to shout, now you're the skipper. You would have got a little pay increase, no doubt. So, so how's about you? You you can shout for a start, and then I'll you know once the pounds are cleared, then I'll get the next round. Oh mate, no no no, we're just chipping away here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, mate. We've been talking and watching you just absolutely. Just cause absolute destruction around the quickening world, mate. Hey, how was it? Talk us about that time over in the UK, mate. Four from four. Did you predict it? Oh, well, you don't predict it. You sort of, you hope for nah. it, obviously. But, yeah, no, nah, it's mm. been really cool. The, the guys have responded really well to the skipper and, and Ben Stokes and, and obviously myself as well. And it's, you know, I think sometimes when you've been through a lean period, as, as the English side had been, you just got a real thirst for change and, and you want to to sort of get refreshed and, and sort of clamour onto any kind of new direction. And you know, I think we've been lucky that, uh, that that's how, how the boys have responded. And look, they've been brilliant. I thought both New Zealand and also India as well, they really play ball. And, you know, you had two teams out there dancing, playing to a different tune we've seen before. And I thought it was a, a pretty awesome advertisement for, for Test cricket, which is the ultimate goal for what we're trying to achieve. Hey, Bess, was it was it really that hard to unshackle them and get them just to believe in themselves again and get out there and, and win those four, four test matches? And what what was the key learning f- um, for you? Having it hasn't been a hell of a long time uh, that you can take forward with your with your with your next series. Yeah, morning, Kempi. Um, well, mate, we're not the finished product first and foremost. So it's, we're a month into it, um, and we've had some great results, and you know we've seen a few kind of. Uh, We've sent the cricketing world sort of put them on notice a little bit, um, but we need to ensure that this becomes the norm for us, that this style of play and, and what we're trying to achieve is is completely uh, authentic to us in any given situation, and that'll be the real challenge. Obviously, conditions around the world will, will mean that we'll have to be um, relatively um, adaptable as well. Um, but, look, I think that's one of the beauties of, of this group is I think there was times throughout that, the two series that we've played where... We had to absorb pressure as well. Uh, much has been made of our of the destruction that we that we uh, were able to operate with the bat in hand, particularly, um, and our our hunt for wickets with the ball. 
but there's times where we had to absorb pressure, and when that was when that was needed, the guys really did it, which was really satisfying too. So it's early days, but it's certainly a it's a nice change room to be around. A wonderful group of guys, and clearly an immense amount of talent and ability within the dressing room, and, and really well led by the skipper and Ben Stokes too. Oh mate, what a partnership! It's been uh, it's been fantastic to be able to watch it unfold over here. On the other side, we we don't like you seeing that do do that to our black caps, but mate, <laughs> I, I love you and I'm proud of you, and been awesome to see you unshackle the the English players. But I want to ask you because I mean, when Leon McDonald came to the Crusaders and he changed our thought process and he changed the way that we defended. Traditionally, as a fullback, we always defended wings on strings. I don't know if anyone would know that same, but and then he brought a different process where we have uh, uh, both sides. So it was really trying to change our mindset of how we played the game. At the start, I, d- I hated it and I didn't buy into it. So it's kind of got similarities to the way that you've unshackled the English side. Did, was there any f- kickback from the from the playing playing side? And, and was it a difficult task for you to change their mindset? Um, look, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, eh, brother, because it's sort of, you know, you're a fresh voice coming in and, and I think mm. the, the real key was that the guys had a thirst for change. I think they're, they're ready for a different direction. They're ready to to um, to try and sort of strip away some of the insecurities and anxieties which come with playing at the top level, and they just want to get back to playing the game for the game's sake. And, and that can be quite difficult with such a, a, a huge uh, team, which is England, and where they sit um, in international cricket and what the scrutiny that comes with it too, because the, the media over in England is is significant as well. Um, can be a real friend, but it can often be a foe too, which is just part of the gig. Um, but so I was a bit lucky, and, and Stokesy and myself were a bit lucky that everyone was just ready for that change. Um, it's not completely embedded yet, and we know that. Um, and we're going to have some big challenges in the next little while too. But I think I couldn't have asked for more buy-in than what we've seen from the guys, and it's just been a, a really cool changing room to be a part of, to be honest. And We've seen some times where pressure's come on and games have been sitting in the balance and, and I've been really excited about those moments because it mm. sort of sees, you can see pretty quickly whether um, we're masquerading or whether we're actually sort of, uh, we, we truly believe in this this um, this new approach and and so far the guys have, have certainly taken on board and you know, run towards the danger and they've got the rewards for it, which is pretty cool. So, well, obviously, with the team and that and getting that culture and that change, that shift um, headed in the right direction. What about off the field, mate? How are you going with, the, with I guess, the, the boardroom and the managing the people that are on the peripherals uh, as well as the media? Has that been a, a real big insight for you? Yeah, it's been different, Kempi. Um, I'm really lucky. My boss is, uh, is cut from a pretty similar cloth to me. Rob Key used to be involved in the media and <laughs> former cricketer, and he, he likes to keep things simple as well. And um, you know, and, and we kind of a lot of that other stuff, a lot of that external kind of pressures, um, we can try and deal with away from the group, so it doesn't filter down to the guys who are out there playing in those pressure moments. And that, that's such a key, I think, in professional sport is. There's always a lot of um, expectation. There's a lot of administration which needs taken care of, um, but there's no need for that to to be uh, bestowed upon the players. Like you just want them out there playing the game, um, enjoying themselves, immersing themselves in the moment. As 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 you'll be well aware of the same, be where your feet are, and just try and deal with what what's in front of them. And and our job is very much to keep that stuff away from them. But it's been good. The 
again, just like the players have been ready for change, I think all those that sit you know, the, at the big seats on the table of the ECB as well, they've been ready for change and they've, they've given me you know, a real amount of freedom and flexibility to try and bring that change in. So, yeah, so far so good. Helps when you win as well, obviously. Um, but even <laughs> Helps if we had, when you win, mate. Even if we hadn't won, you know, I would have been, I would have been really proud of the way the guys have been playing because it's, it's, it's a refreshing approach and, and you just see the smiles and the, the vibes within the dressing room. Out, you know, it's a, it's a team which looks like they're enjoying themselves now. Yeah, mate, we got a message coming through. It's killing me here. Bears refer to England as we. Still love him, though. Still love him. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so, we, eh, Bez? Yeah. Well, as I said, as I said the last time I spoke to you, fellas, I'm immensely proud of what I was able to achieve in New Zealand. And I feel like I, yes. I left, left the cap in a better place than, than I found it. Um, but, mm. you know, professional sport is such that there's only so many jobs to go around, and, and the New Zealand one's been well and truly um, successful of late for uh, for for all of the guys who have been a part of that and and I've got a job to do over there with England and, and I'm joined it at the moment. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, in the tough times that we're going through around the world, I'll tell you what, the pound still holds true, still holds that mana <laughs> a pound, mate, it's still strong, don't worry about it. It's 48, best, 48% of... tax though, bro, 48% tax, oh. you know, it's making yeah. my contribution to the, to the Commonwealth. <laughs> They still have them in Beautiful. the Cayman. They still have that in the Cayman Islands, do they? The tax. <laughs> hey, hey, Bears, Bears. Speaking of change, speaking of change, how do you think they're dealing with the change of Bears? Skip uh, Bears, the coach McCullum walking around Lords and uh, bare feet and jet rolled up jeans. <laughs> Not bare feet, bro. I've got my I've got my Nike uh, I've got my Nike Air Force ones on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen that, mate. You can't take bears out of mata mata. <laughs> well, that's it. authenticity, brother. That's what uh, uh, I think. As long as you're authentic to yourself, and obviously, you know, there's uh, there's certain things that you need to do every now and then. You got to throw on the the suit and tie, but for most part, you just want to be who you are. And you know, that's one of the things I pride myself on is being able to, you know, rock into lords with the MCC tie and, and jacket on and, and also being able to go down to your local TAB and have a beer and a punt with uh, with the locals uh, that's that's what I love about life you know being able to oh. be across various kind of demographics and and uh, and just enjoy yourself along the way oh mate they'll be loving you over there we love you back here in, in New Zealand mate and speaking of New Zealand you're home you're with your family so what, what's the plan for the next couple of weeks mate uh, you're gonna lead us into a couple I know you got a few horses running around mate how those how those uh what are they what are those horses you just bought those yearlings yeah well for a start it's absolutely pissing it down here in matter matter so I won't be doing too much <laughs> too much outside but uh but then once we sort of get our feet under the home desk for a, a little bit. Um, I'm home for about three weeks before I have to go back over and we uh, we start prep for the South African series over in England. Um, so I'll just try and yeah, spend a bit of time with the family and and just try and you know uh, reinvest in, in that because I've obviously I was away ten weeks in India. I was home for three days yeah. and then I've been away for sort of six seven weeks over in England. So you know mm. family's vitally important to me and and I need to make sure I put some yards in there as well before the next. The next uh, overseas opportunity. It's even and the yearlings, of, the yearlings, yeah, they're in the, the paddock at the moment. So nice. The, uh, yeah. So I actually went out, fed them last night, 
uh, laid eyes on on one of the ones which we purchased for the first time, and oh, gee, pretty happy boys. Beautiful, pretty, pretty happy, <laughs> pretty nice. happy. Yeah. So you think? No so you think two-year-old? So you think for the two-year-old that you've got with Walla, what's that looking like? Is he's getting a little bit nervous because he reckons it's eating grass and just running around a paddock and he's getting billed every day? Well, welcome to horse racing, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got to be patient. I think it's make haste slowly is the uh, is the advice I was given by Gary Chittick once in this uh, yeah in the in the racing game. You just can't be in a hurry. You've just got to give the, mm. the the horse will tell you when it's ready, and we be patient. And when that time comes, it's all worth it. So he's he's over there with uh, Waller, and um, I'm sure we're gonna have some fun with him. Oh, I can't wait. I love getting my updates from uh, young Zane. Yeah, he's just currently in the paddock spelling. No, no, nothing to query at the moment. No questions asked. And I was like, oh, cheers. Cheers for the update. You want that, my money? He'll go. Anyway. That's positive. <laughs> that's a positive message. You, you, you don't yeah. want the other ones, you know, like he's really slow. Yeah, probably not worth persevering with. Yeah, might find a, a new home for him. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful, Baz. Oh, we love having you back in, in the country, mate. Uh, we're extremely proud of you. Oh, you know I am, mate. You're, you're a good mate of mine. And uh, enjoy your family time. No doubt this will have plenty of jobs for you, my friend. Plenty of jobs. <laughs> so I'll let you yeah. get back to it, eh? Cheers. Cheers, boys. Great, great to talk to you. And I uh, hope Tilly's leg's okay as well, brother. Bloody shame, that oh. is. She's a, she's a yeah, trooper, she's... though. Yeah, she's a trooper. Just Thanks like very much, mum. Bez. Appreciate it. Right. See you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Bez. You forgot to ask him about oh. the Irish, mate, whether he'd been called in as a guest speaker on Saturday night. Oh, what, what for? I hope. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what, I would have. <laughs> if I knew Bez was sitting down in Cambridge, no, he's a trader. Mata, I would obviously I he's would go, get but he's not going to go that far. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> if he does on, that, I won't him. talk to him ever again. <laughs> if he does that, I won't talk to him ever again. I'll tell you, I love him, but I don't love him that much. If he goes in Ireland, oh bloody hell, Ooh, that's a bit too <laughs> oh, far. That was good. That was good. Yeah, good to hear it from him, eh? And like, that's probably the the big question is how he's been able to unshackle them and just get a real understanding, the buy-in from the from the players, Joe Root. They just they were dying for it, mate. They were dying for just a bit of change, and they got it in um, in Baz McCullum and truckload. So great to hear from him, and great to have him back in the country. Um, Kempi, he's an absolute champion. Yeah, he's and glass always half full with Baz. Eh? Like even he said, yeah, yeah, we got four, we got four wins, but he was just really happy with the way that they they got through their uh, their work and the way that they performed and. Yeah, and giving young Benny Stokes the, the accolades as well, saying, you know, I've got a really good captain there that's working really hard with the team as well. And he knows his role, mate. And he's talking, when you're listening to him, you're going, oh, yeah, okay, you're talking about who's doing what. You know, like, you know, they don't need to talk about admin and what people are doing off mm. the pitch. They just want to get out there and if they're good batter, then they're, they're making runs of the good bowler. They're taking wickets. That's their job. So um, I just think he's, he's straightened the train up, in it? It was going off for cucumber sandwiches too often and and just settling way out there in the right field and he's just brought it back in and said, No, no, here's your role. Then you just stick to that, mm. you do that and we're gonna get we're gonna get along, you know, nice nice and uh, on a real good wicket. So yeah, good on him, man. Good on him coming home too, you know. And you're dead right, you don't think about it. He spent ten weeks before that up in India, so he hasn't seen his yeah. his whanau that much. Um, mm. good on him for coming on this morning and talking to us. 
Yeah, great for him to be home. Definitely would have turned left and probably left again and been right up flying the plane when he come home. Or Baz, the coach, McCullum. Great to have him back in the country. If you've just tuned in, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and have a listen. Baz talking about coaching England and what he's going to get up to while he's at home. First time for a very, very long time. We're going to shoot away. We're going to come back see what's happening in the TAB world. Back shortly. After beating us in the rugby on Saturday night, Ireland looked to do the same on the cricket pitch against the Black Cats. That was until Michael Bracewell came in and showed his wares. Oh, it sounded good. Is it cleared and it's gone all the way? Michael Bracewell, one of the greatest one-day knocks for New Zealand, sees them home. Man, he was on an absolute hater, and he's on the line right now. He saved us from a horrible weekend from the Irish. Michael, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Uh, tell us about that last over, honestly. did you, Were you confident to get the job done? Yeah, I, I think so. There was, there was quite a small boundary there to the league side, and I guess there's sort of no pressure on you as a batter in that situation. Um, the bowlers expected to get the job done, so... Yeah, there was mm. there wasn't much there wasn't much pressure and um, yeah once once I got one or two out of the middle in that final over I feel like um, the pressure suddenly started heaping on him and yeah was was able to get the job done which was pretty cool. Mate, you, your boys obviously went into that uh, really confident and then Ireland um, obviously get get some runs and the scoreboard pressure we saw what that did to the All Blacks, mate. Was it was there any pressure in the in, in the group? Did you feel any sense of a little bit of doubt, or was it always confidence you guys could get the job done? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Um, they they put us under huge amounts of pressure throughout the whole game, really, and credit mm. to them. They, they played a really good game of cricket, and, um, yeah, it was, it was one of those things. I, we, we never underestimated them as a team. They, they've just come off a series win against uh, the West Indies, so they, yeah. their um, cricket's on the rise here in Ireland, and, yeah, I I guess watching that All Blacks game in the weekend gave me a little bit of inspiration. I couldn't couldn't let them do it to, uh, to us <laughs> twice in a weekend. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that, mate. I couldn't oh, I couldn't be, probably handle losing to the Irish Lilo once, nearly twice with one of our <laughs> most uh, enjoyable sports as Kiwis, uh, mate. But for you, yeah. what would this innings do for yourself, mate? Honestly, you obviously had a, a bit of a series over in England. Used you you know you were mostly used with the ball in hand, but this. On the other side, with the bat, mate, you must be pretty happy and confident and proud of, of being able to what you were able to achieve on the weekend. Yeah, it's um, obviously as a as a boy um, growing up, you, you dream of scoring hundreds uh, for New Zealand, and yeah, to be able to do that, uh, score my maiden uh, maiden one day hundred was was pretty special. And then, yeah, the context of it all was was something that you could never really. Um, really dream up but yeah well it was a bit of a dream come true being able to to get us over the line and ultimately win a game of one day cricket which which is what you play for really luckily um there's no red cards in cricket so there was no sort of controversy <laughs> around that sort of stuff but yeah it was, a, it was an awesome day hey michael just just take us through it mate that um what you, was your eye in? Like every time you swung the bat, you just had a feeling that you're just going to smash it out of the park. Was it, were you just in a zone? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. The, we needed 24 off uh, two overs, and we only got four off that second last over. So you could probably say that <laughs> I gave myself <laughs> a little bit of work to do in that last over. But yeah, um, 
the the guys out there, Lockie Ferguson, he's he's been in some pretty big situations. Obviously, just coming off the um, IPL final and things like that. So he was able to keep us both pretty calm out there and and did a great job of of just trying to keep us both in the moment and. And yeah, ultimately you just got to try watch the ball and and swing pretty hard at that sort of stage. Hey, Ireland's Harry Tickton managed to bag a maiden century. Was he on your guys' radar uh, heading into that match? Yeah, he's he scored a few fifties and um, has played really well in one day cricket. So he's certainly a player that we were we knew was capable of of having an innings like that. But yeah, he played exceptionally well. He's he's yeah really really pleasing on the eye as a right hander there and. Um, yeah, put us under huge amounts of pressure there throughout the Ireland innings. Mate, mate, where's, where's the group at after a pretty long series? Obviously, another format over in England, um, playing the Test. But where, where's the group at? Like the obviously a couple of new players coming into this into the squad and bringing a bit of energy. But how, how's the group coping uh, uh, since they've been together for such a uh, only short period of time? Yeah, it was a, obviously a pretty tough um, Test series there and. There's some new faces come into this ODI squad now, which is which is pretty cool. And to have two guys make their debut, they had serious amounts of energy out there yesterday, Finn and um, GP. <laughs> so, yeah, th- those guys sort of, um, they, they bring the energy. But, yeah, a lot of us are, are pretty early in our one-day careers. So everyone's mm. everyone's fizzing and, and rearing to go. I think we haven't played a lot of one-day cricket as a, as a nation in the last couple of years. So I think... There were, were a few cobwebs there, just just trying to get back into that format of, I don't know, it's the old cliche. There's always a bit more time than you think in a one-day game. So, yeah, it's just trying to get into that into that mindset and tempo of one-day cricket, I guess. But um, yeah, we sh- well, hopefully we're better for it tomorrow and after that first hit out. Nice, mate. Well, we know you're pretty busy. You got another match to prepare for, so we won't hold you too long. But traditionally. You know, it, when when the Black Cats are playing, they usually playing your traditional cricketing nations. But you're playing a lot of teams that, for me, if I'm going to be uh, completely honest, have no idea. You're playing Scotland, you're playing Netherlands. We saw a bit of Netherlands when they came down under. But you're playing Ireland as well. Like, what does the North bring to the cricketing sense? Yeah, I think it's um, there's been a real push in the last few years. The well, Ireland's a test-playing nation, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. the associate nations, the Scotland's and Netherlands and the likes, um, they've they've had a real push to um, play more cricket. And I think it's, yeah, it's great for the international mm-hmm. game that these nations are, are highly competitive now. I think in years gone by, you'd think um, playing playing the likes of these teams was, was an easy victory. But, yeah, I, I think, yeah, the... The amount of money and um, time and mm. commitment that all the these these teams are putting into their game, there's there's certainly no easy beats in uh, world cricket now, and it's it's great for the game because it's obviously growing globally. So, yeah, that there's some cool um, sort of grounds. This Malahide is um, is, is is pretty unique. There's a there's a tree sort of with a little bit of a hill on one side. If you, you might be able to see it on the TV tomorrow. So, there's some little quirks to these to these grounds but yeah it's um it's pretty cool and obviously um being in just out of dublin um there's the there's all the peripherals uh, around the game as well so i think we're going on a guinness tour in a couple of days so that that will be pretty cool and 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 trying to get stuck into the um the local culture over here while we're while we're here 
Hey, Michael, just a real quick one, okay? Just uh, is it chips and mayonnaise from Netherlands? Is it haggis from Scotland or is it Guinness from Ireland? Oh, you can't go past the Guinness in Ireland. I don't know if you boys have tried <laughs> it, but it's just, it's just so creamy. I, I can't get my head around it. <laughs> Yeah, there's some beautiful cuisines, mate. Michael, appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing your thoughts. Well done on a fantastic innings the other day and, well, saving us from a horrible weekend of sport. But, mate, congratulations. All the best for the next couple of weeks. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.